Thanksgiving Sunday. Amen. Amen. And we're going to give him thanks. And I want you to rejoice in, 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 a, in a moment. Um, but but it's, also, it's also a special service today uh, because it's an anointing service. Amen. Amen. And, and, and I, I had a burden. I had a burden sometime early in January um, for this. And, and so I I uh, would, have, would have done it uh, immediately when that burden came, but, but, I, but, but something prompted me to just, just wait until, until today. And so, so the Lord was, was showing me some things about, about the year uh, around Job 22 and verse 28. I'm sure you have memorized that by now. Do you know it by heart? Somebody can somebody say, don't put it up on the screen. Somebody can somebody just say it. Job 22, 28. I can't hear you. Alright. And, and, and somebody else. Can can somebody else? I the guys at the back know it. Somebody else over here. Job 22, 28. Shout it loud. Yeah. He shall be established and so it was in, in, in that in that moment where, where where the Lord was laying those things on my heart to say there is a a walk that we must walk and there is a power that we must get that enables us to be able to decree a thing so that, the, so that they may be established to us. And, 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 and then it, it led me to, to understand that there is something about the anointing that allows that light of God to shine on our paths. Amen. Amen. And so today I just want to, to, to give you 14 things about that anointing that you need to be aware this year so that when you will decree things they will be established unto you you see Zechariah 4 verse 6 says it's not by might nor by power but by my spirit says the Lord it's by the spirit of the Lord and and so we want the spirit of the Lord to be our help. Amen. Amen. It's not by might, it's not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And, and, and I want you to go in the rest of this year, and in, the, in particular, I want you to take note as you pray in the rest of the four weeks of prayer and fasting that we have until the end of February, about the anointing. Amen. Amen. And I want you to pray for it with understanding. If I may, I would, I would, I, I, my heart would be super happy if I'm anointing everyone in the house. But again, it's your choice. But if I had my way, 
Amen. Amen. Because that's the burden that I had. So, 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 ushers, please get the children when it's time. Amen. Amen. Acts chapter 10 verse 38, the Bible talks about Jesus so that you can understand that anointing is not something from the old times only. The Bible says of Jesus in Acts 10 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. He anointed him with what? With the Holy Ghost and with power. There is a connection between the anointing and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And how he went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil for God was with him. There is a connection and a link between the anointing and doing good. There is a connection between the anointing and healing. There is an anointing between breaking the power of the devil, a connection between the anointing and breaking the power of the devil. Amen. Amen. So workers and ministers, I was telling you about being militant in the place of prayer. You need the Holy Spirit. That's going to be lesson number two next week. Amen. Amen. Because there is a connection between doing good. You see, you, you, we don't want Christians that are just good people. We want Christians that are good because of the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. There is a difference. So, how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And so, if you believe that Jesus was doing good stuff, you need to understand that it comes because the Holy Spirit came upon him like a dove. My daughter was showing me, bless the children's teachers, they were showing, they then taught them about the Jesus being baptized and, and then they, they made them do a craft where they put the dove in a cloud and the dove comes down. So my daughter was teaching me this story um, a few days ago and says, you, you need to see how the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. So she says, hold the paper. And so I'm holding the paper like this. And then suddenly this dove comes down. I said, wow. So this, is, this is great. So amen. amen. God bless the children's teachers. Amen. Um, I, I love that. I love that. So, so then I said, let's look into the Bible and read this story. And reading the story says, and the dove comes down. Today, the dove is going to come down. Amen. It's going to come down upon someone. How God anointed Jesus Christ for Holy Spirit and power. You see, the reason Jesus could do those good things was because the dove came down. It was the anointing, the Holy Spirit coming upon him. And then you're going to look at me and say, but didn't he already have the Holy Spirit? Yes, he had, but there is a moment. Amen. There is a moment where something comes on you. There is a, a time where something comes on you and makes a difference in who you are. You see, this is why when we talk about the presence of God, you see, God is, is omnipresent. You know what omnipresent means? He's everywhere. He made everyone. This is why the people who don't believe in God say, but I'm also a creation of God because He is everywhere. But there are some who understand and have a relationship with God. And therefore, they are able to say, I know the presence of God. I understand that God is with me. I, I, I understand that God is in me. 
Why? Because they have come to another level of understanding God beyond that is just the one who created us. Amen? Amen. And so you also need the Holy Spirit to come upon you like that. Amen. Amen. And then I want to go with me to the book of Psalm 89. I want to continue where I stopped from the night vigil, from the night prayer night on Friday. I stopped on verse, verse, uh, verse 18. Today I want to go from verse 19. Verse 19. Um, and, and, and as you go with me, I already be giving you the point. So, so we will read it as we go. Amen. And I will tell you what you need to know. So in, in Psalm 89, verse 18, he says, Then you spoke in a vision to thy Holy One and said, I have laid help upon one that is mighty. I have exalted one chosen out of the people. And let me also read verse 20. I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. So here is, I, I, here is David. I've moved down from Jesus. Perhaps you might say, but Jesus is God. Let's go down to David who was not God. But God sees him and says, I have found someone. I, 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 I believe God has found you. I have found one, and David, my servant, and this David, my servant, with my holy oil, I have anointed him. You see, oh, let me just, just God has found you. Jump with me back to 1 Samuel 16. 1 Samuel 16. I found one David, and I've anointed him with my holy oil. 1 Samuel chapter 16. Is the, is, the, is the moment where God finds David. He sends Samuel the prophet to Jesse. Jesse has, has many sons. And he sends him to Jesse and says to him, Go, I will show you one you must anoint. So Jesse has been bringing his choice sons. He has been bringing all the, the big guys. Jesse had these really good looking young, young, young men. His sons that were fit for, to be in the place of the king. Because the standard of the king was Saul. Brother Ima, come, come. You see, stand, 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 look like a king. <laughs> so you see, you see, they, they needed somebody like this. Who was, who was tall, had nice wide shoulders, right? Yes, <laughs> nice wide shoulders. Somebody who, who looked like this one could go to war. Look like he can go to war. <laughs> and so when they were bringing the sons of, of, of Jesse, they were looking for guys like, like Emmanuel. So, so Jamie, come. Come. <laughs> and then he came. And, 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 and just stand, just stand. The, the standard is something like this. And then... God says, no, 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 not him. Come. Brother Antonio, come. Manuel, please come. You see? Even in a jacket. Elton, come. This is the standard. This is the standard that they were looking for. And, and, and in this standard that they were looking for, 
These guys are big. You guys look like you are kings, huh? And while while they were looking for for these, God decided to find somebody. He found somebody. Knowledge come. He, he was not the choice to receive the anointing amongst them. The tall ones. God says, no, not the tall ones. But I choose this one to be the king. Hallelujah. You may not have been qualified, but the anointing is going to qualify you. Are you with me, church? You may not be the candidate that fits the CV, but there is an anointing that is going to qualify you. In the name, uh, am I speaking to someone? The anointing makes the difference in the life of a believer. The outward appearance may have, may have looked right on the big ones, but they were not chosen and only went for one who had been left. He didn't even smell good. But that was the one that God chose. Hallelujah. He didn't even have the right clothes because he was coming from the field. He had no high heels, no pointed shoe. There was no weave on the hair. It was just ordinary natural hair that needed a big iron comb to get it through. That was the choice of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, come on. And then so, so the anointing today is there to qualify you. Somebody is going to... I had, I've had an imagination, you see, back many years ago. Many years ago, I had a brother who loved to talk about the Holy Spirit. And, and he, he talked about the Holy Spirit. He says, <laughs> I want to drip with the anointing. In, 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 my, in my language, it sounds even better. <laughs> I know my sister understands. It's, 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 you are, you are wet, soaked. It's, it's everywhere on you. And, and as you go, because you are soaked in the anointed, I, I feel somebody is in for a soaking today. Somebody is in for a, for a, for a portion that drips. Ah. A portion that, that goes beyond you. And so that portion came upon David's head and changed his life. Hallelujah. I was going to read you the scripture. He says, and he sent and brought him in. He was ruddy and withal of a beautiful countenance and goodly to look at. And the Lord said, arise, anoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Bible says, and the spirit of the Lord and the spirit of the Lord you see he was anointed with oil but it is the spirit of the Lord that came upon David from that day forward, forward. I said from that day forward. forward I'm gonna abuse the text a bit on the part about the forward because 
I need to speak to somebody's life prophetically and say, Today is the beginning of days. Amen. You are going to begin to move forward. Amen. You're going to move forward. Amen. You're going to move forward. Amen. Today is the beginning of days. Amen. You're moving forward. And so the Spirit of the Lord came upon David and the Spirit of the Lord is upon coming upon someone today. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Let me give you these 14 things. <coughs> so when David, God says, I found David and I've anointed him with my holy oil. Verse number 19 of Psalm 89. He says, I have... I, I have I have, you spoke in a different vision. I have laid help upon one that is mighty. You will receive help from the Lord. Amen. Number one is you will receive help from the Lord. Amen. And, I, and as I speak, I'm speaking prophetically. So if you are wise, you will say amen. amen. I'm not looking for your amen, but if you are wise, you will say amen. God will give you help. Amen. 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 Number two. Number two. You will become his servant. You will become his chosen one. And, and as you become his chosen one, you see, I, this is the understanding that, that, I, that I had. That I had. Can I, can I have? All right, okay. Let me use the bottle here. Let me use the bottle. And, 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 and I'm going to serve my wife. You see, she needs a drink. And as she needs something to drink, She's, she will say, I need a drink. And the people, get this, get this. You, you stand up, stand up, stand up. She needs a drink. You will fetch the drink. Bring the drink over to me. But I will serve her the drink. You understand what I'm saying? One brings. But I serve because I am the chosen one to serve. God is saying, you are my chosen one to serve me. So number two, you will be his servant, his chosen one. Hallelujah. But that's verse 20. He says, I found David my servant. I found David my servant. You will serve the Lord. You will be his chosen one. Number three, you will receive God's strength. Amen. Strength is your portion in the name of Jesus. Amen. Verse 21 says, With whom my hand shall establish mine arm also shall strengthen him. You will be strengthened by the Lord this year. Amen. Anointing comes to give you strength. Amen. Number four, number four. God's hand is going to be with you. Amen. Verse 21 says, I will with my hand, I shall establish him. And my arm will give him strength. It is the hand, the arm of the Lord that will be with you. And I declare the hand of the Lord will help you in the name of Jesus. His arm is not too short. Uh, I said the arm of the Lord is not too short. His hand is a strong hand. Yes. And with his hand, he will help you. Amen. He will bring you out. Amen. He will take you through. Amen. When the hand of the Lord is upon you, men will favor you. Amen. Number five. 
Verse 22 says, The enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of wickedness afflict him. You will have freedom from affliction. Yeah. The yoke of bondage will be broken. Yeah. And here there are yokes that are going to break today. Yeah. There are yokes that are going to break today. Yeah. Every yoke of bondage against your life yeah. is breaking today in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Affliction will not come near you. Yeah. Affliction will not come again. Amen. The scripture says affliction will not come a second time. When the anointing of the Lord touches you, there will be no more affliction. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Affliction is the thing that causes pain. It is the thing that causes you to cry. The weeping of the night is over. I heard this one so strongly on Friday night. That the weeping is over. Amen. By reason of the anointing, the yoke is broken. Affliction will not come again. You have been afflicted in your body, but the affliction will no longer come again by reason of the anointing. So he says, I will not allow affliction to come upon him. That is, that is number five. Number six is that the enemy shall not exact you or exact you or deceive you. You will not be deceived. You will not be manipulated by the enemy. The devil will no longer manipulate you. I refuse manipulation of every kind from your life in Jesus' name. You will not be untwisted. You will not be put or catapulted into places where you must not be. I break the hold of the enemy over your life in Jesus' name. It says that the enemy will not exact you. They will not deceive you. They will not steal from you. Yes, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy you, but they will not come near you by reason of the anointing of the Lord. The Holy Spirit will put a wall around you. Amen. And the wall of the Holy Spirit will protect you. Amen. It will not come near your things. Your lot will not be touched. Because God will preserve it. Hallelujah. God will preserve it. They will not cheat you of your wages. Amen. Affliction will not come. Amen. The deceiver will not deceive you. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Number seven. Number seven. You will have victory over the enemy. Amen. Say I am a victor. I am a, victor. I am a winner. I am, a winner. I am more than a conqueror. I am more than a conqueror. Say I am more than. I am more than. The enemy will not have victory over you. In verse 23, he says, And I will beat down his force. God will beat down your enemies Amen. before your face. Amen. They will be defeated before your face. Amen. Psalm 23, God says, I will put a table of plenty for you in front of your enemies. Amen. Why can you enjoy your table in front of your enemies? Because God beats them down. Amen. And while they are down, God will keep them alive long enough to see you enjoying on the table. Who am I speaking to? Your enemies will not overcome you. 
witches and wizards will not overcome you. Yeah. All kinds of spiritual voodoo will not overcome you. Yeah. Because when the enemy comes like a, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord will raise a standard against it. Hallelujah. And so, you will have victory. He says, and the, and he, the Lord will plug them that hate you. Like he did to Pharaoh and the Egyptians. When they hated the Israelites and made them slaves. You know, it was because they hated them. Pharaoh looked at them and said, these people are multiplying too much. They are having babies all over the place. Their cattle are increasing so quickly. When they plant things, they have a huge harvest. You know, people can just hate you for your progress. They just hate you for your hard work. They were not there when you were sweating the midnight oil, studying your books. Now that you are getting a good job, now that you are, and people just hate you. And they don't know you, but they just hate you. You, you were not there when you were working the night shift, working the night shift when you were cleaning and now they've made you a supervisor to manage that they were not there when you were sweating those nights and now they hate you that you're a supervisor where's ever been hated where's ever experienced just just people just hate you they hate you because you studied and got and got two b's and three c's in your in your in your exams they hate you for that it's not even seven a's they just hate you for two b's and two c's <laughs> They hate you because you got yourself a job. They, they hate you because you got married to a nice, wonderful brother. The one that everybody in the church was rejecting. Now that he's married you, they hate you. But God is going to deal with your haters. It's not you to deal with them. God is going to deal with your haters. You try to please them and they hate you for pleasing them. Don't, don't bother yourself pleasing men. God is going to deal with them haters. Amen. The enemy will not have victory over you. They will not overcome you. Because you're an overcomer. Somebody say, I'm an overcomer. Because of the anointing. Number eight. God's faithfulness and kindness will be your portion. Amen. You will know his faithfulness. You will testify that God is faithful. When he answers your prayer, you will know that he is faithful. When he just blesses you beyond your expectation, you will know that he is faithful and kind. And so he says in verse 20, 24, But my faithfulness and my mercy shall be with him. And in my name, his horn shall be exalted. You see, a horn represents your honor. You have to, you have to see, uh, I went to Uganda. Where are the Ugandans in the house? And, and in Uganda, they have, these, they have these huge cattle with big horns like this. They even sell them as souvenirs. Why? Because they are beautiful. And when you have those cows with those big horns like this, it's a symbol of honor. Yes or no? Yeah. This is why Museveni has lots of them. Yes. I saw a picture of him. Pridey. That look at the ones that are big like this. Big horns. The, and so having a, a horn talks is a symbol of honor. 
It says, and thy horn will be exalted. Why will you be exalted? Because of his faithfulness and his kindness. Anointing brings the faithfulness of God into operation in your life. Amen. It brings the kindness of God into operation in your life. Other versions call it mercy. There will be mercy for you. Amen. Amen. Number nine. Number nine, it says in verse 25, says, And I will set his hand also in the sea and his right hand in the rivers. Oh, I love this one. I will set his hand in the sea. Or I will cause him to rule the sea. I will cause him to have authority over the rivers. The sea will be... Can you imagine owning the sea? Say, I rule the sea. Pirates of the Caribbean. Who could beat the pirates of the Caribbean? They were known. They became famous because they ruled the sea. And, 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 and those pirates were, were known as the, some of the most successful in their, in their dealings. In their stealings, maybe. But they were successful in their dealings. That's why the pirates of the Caribbean are so famous. They ruled the seas. Things that came against them, they overcame them. And almost always came back home. And... and and, 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 and here is the picture. I use this so that you can understand that when God says, I will give you the seas, he's saying, you will rule upon the places where you dwell. You will overcome upon the trade in which you are in. You will be excellent in the things you do. In other words, you will be impactful. Say, I'm impactful. I have influence. I have influence. The influence will come from the Spirit of God. You will influence the people around you. People will follow you. Can you imagine being followed? They will follow you. Tell your neighbor, you will follow me. I wonder who will follow me. And they will follow you because they will see that you are going somewhere. Because we only follow people whom we believe are going somewhere. Where we also want to get to. And there will be many who want to get to where you are going. Hallelujah. I said there will be many who want to get what you have. There will be many who want to possess what you possess. There will be many who say, I want to be like you. I want to have what you have. I want to get what you, what you have. They will look at you and say, ha! I just wish I was like you. Even when you are eating your, your chicken bone, they will wish to eat the chicken bone with you. Hallelujah. Why? Because you are such an influence. And you will be an influence for the glory of God. I said you've been influenced for the glory of God. Number 10. God, God says in verse 26, he shall cry unto me, Thou art my Father, my God, the rock of my salvation. Before I talk about, about my Father there, I want to just talk about, He will cry unto me, and I'll be the rock of His salvation. Because yes, along the way, as you increase and become influential, sometimes there may be moments to cry. But when you cry out to the Lord, 
He will He will answer. He will save you. He will be a rock of your salvation. When you cry out unto the Lord, He will hear you. I already told you this in Job 22. That you will cry out to the Lord and He will hear you. Verse 27 says, You will cry out to the Lord and He will answer you. He will hear you and answer you. And when He answers you, He will save you. Amen. Amen. He is a Savior. You will experience the saving power of God. Hallelujah. Amen. There will be situations that seem to put you in a trap. But the saving power of the Lord is your portion this year. The anointing will cause that God will save you. You will have a way of escape. Amen. I said you will have a way of escape. When the enemy tries to trap you, you will have a way of escape. And here is the way of escape that I want you to understand. Jesus, when he had gone to preach in, 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 in the people in Galilee, and he had spoken the word and said, Today you see the fulfillment. He was in the synagogue. He says, Today you see the fulfillment of the scriptures. The people were angry. And they took hold of him. Took him to the edge of a cliff. They meant to throw him down and stone him. And while he was there, at the edge of the, the Bible says Jesus just walked through them. I don't know how, but I know he did. Because then from that moment you see him preaching in many other places. So he just walked through them. Right through the enemy. Went through the enemy. And I was saying, God, how does this one happen? And he says, it is by my spirit. You will have a way of escape. God will make a way where there is no way. He will be your saving power. Hallelujah. He will be your saving power. And he will make a way for you. And then number 11. Number 11 he says, You will call me thou art my father and my God. My father, my God. There is going to be a deep relationship with God. And here is the thing. There will be a father-son relationship. And I prophesy a deep intimacy with God this year. Amen. There's going to be a deep intimacy with God. You will experience God like Moses experienced him. You will experience God at such depths that you yourself will be amazed to say God is so real. And it is the Spirit of the Lord who will guide you into places. He will guide you into places where you will experience God. And you will be able to say, He is my Father. Amen. Amen. And He will call you my child. It's beyond, it will be beyond the fact that you're a Christian. I want you to understand that life is in levels. And even your Christian walk is in levels. You see, Enoch, Enoch in, in Genesis. Did you find him? Did you find Enoch when we were reading Genesis last night? The Bible says Enoch walked with God and he was not. Can you, can you imagine Enoch walking with God? He's walking with God. Walking with God. And then suddenly he was not. So the people who look at this video will not see me there because I am not. That's what happened. People, where is Enoch? Where has he gone? 
He was not. He was God. Why? Because God translated him and brought him into his presence. Were there no other people working with God? They were. But it was a depth at which Enoch was walking with God that while he was walking, while he was walking, he's walking with God. He's walking with God. God has, been, has walked with, a, with Adam for 900 years and he's walking with God. Everybody is living 800, 900, 700. But Enoch, he says, well, Enoch, let's cut him. Let him just be not. And he was not. Translated into the Lord. I, I believe somebody, somebody in this house is going to be at a different level of relationship with God by reason of the anointing. When you are engaged with the Holy Spirit, you will be praying eight hours and wondering, ah, eight hours is gone. I thought I was only praying for 30 minutes, but no, it's eight. Where now you are wondering, what will be people praying for? For an hour praying. See, we call prayer meeting one hour. One hour. One hour. What will be people praying for? Do they have so many problems that they need to pray one hour? Are they going to finish all the problems of the world in their prayer meeting? Four hours prayer. This time, by reason of the anointing that's coming upon you, somebody will come back and say, I spent eight hours praying. I didn't even know how it passed. Why? Because there is a relationship with God. And you will be enjoying the presence of God. And so there will be a father-son relationship. And so as the son of God, with the father-son relationship, as is, is, is a relationship. Let me just give you this understanding. You see, Pharaoh, this is how strong the father-son relationship is. Pharaoh, Pharaoh has a son. Israel, or Moses, is saying, let Israel go. God says, let Israel go. And Pharaoh refuses. Blood comes, frogs come, mites come, flies come, boils come, locusts come. All kinds of things. Plugged them. None of those things moved Pharaoh. In fact, the Bible says his heart got even harder. But the day God touched Pharaoh's son, he didn't have to wait until the morning. He called Moses immediately and said, Moses, my son, my son, my son is dead because of you. Get out of my sight with your people and get out quickly. The people of Israel had to live in a rush. They had to live running. Why? Because the son had been touched. That is how strong God's relationship should be with you. That when the enemy touches you, God rises from his throne and deals with the enemy himself. That's the kind of relationship that you will have with the Lord. Amen. Amen. Number, number 12. You will be given authority and will be lifted up. Amen. Amen. I said you will be lifted up. Amen. Verse 27 says, Also I will make him my firstborn higher than the kings of the earth. Again, you see what he says? He says, I will make you my firstborn. This is being lifted up. The firstborn was a special in, to the Israelites. The firstborn is special. When, when Jacob was blessing Reuben, his firstborn, he says, Reuben, the, the strength of my youth. So, so, oh, Anotida is not here. If I were to bless him, I would say, Anotida, the pride 
of my youth. Like the Kenna would bless Ketanu. The strength of my youth. Huh? The, the firstborn. The firstborn had a, had a special place. Nothing wrong with second and, and third borns. My wife and I are firstborns. <laughs> but there is a privilege that comes. As a firstborn, you are also taught many more things that your parents don't teach the ones that come after. Yeah. Ah, yeah, there are some firstborns in the house. <laughs> they immediately understood it. <laughs> but, but there is a special place for the firstborn. And so, that special place of the firstborn is where God will lift you up to bring you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, whereas today you say to your brother, Ah, mom, you favor him more. Now God is saying, there will be no more favor. You will be my firstborn. You will be my firstborn. You will be my first fruit. I will take pride in you. Hallelujah. Amen. I will lift you up. I say there will be a lifting in the name of Jesus. Amen. Where you are down, there is a lifting. Amen. Where you have been left out, there is a lifting. Amen. Where they have not counted you, there is a lifting. Amen. You will be exalted. God will exalt you like he exalted David, the last born, the despised in the family, and made him king over his brethren. Hallelujah. Amen. You will be lifted up. Amen. Oh, in fact, I say you are lifted up. Amen. Number 13, he says in verse 28, my mercy will, will I keep for him forever. And my covenant shall stand fast with him. My covenant will stand firm with him. You will partake of the covenant. Amen. Amen. You will enjoy the covenant blessings of the Lord. Amen. The anointing qualifies you. To enjoy the blessings of the Lord. And number 14, he says, And the, his seed also will I make to endure forever. God will keep you forever. Amen. Your seed you will keep forever. And your throne is the days of heaven. As long as heaven and earth prevails, you will be on the throne of God's love. You will be on the seat of his mercy. Amen. You will enjoy and partake of his goodness. Amen. And here he says, his seed also will I make to endure forever. What is he talking about? He's talking about a generational blessing. Amen. The blessings that you have will be passed on to your children and to your children's children and to the children's children and to their children's children. It is a blessing that goes on and on and on. You can set the pace for generations. Hallelujah. The anointing can set the pace for many more generations to come. It will set the pace for generations to come. Oh... Is somebody ready to receive the anointing? Yes. I want you to stand with me and pray. And say, Lord, anoint me. Anoint me. Anoint me. I know as I spoke, there were particular things that touched or ministered to your heart more than others. There are 14 different things. I want all of them. But I know sometimes you may be in a moment where particular things are, are timely for you. It is that anointing that you say, anointing, do this for me.
anointing. Anointing, do this for me. 